Welcome to the Wake and Rake Podcast, featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, here's Danny and Will. White People, episode 14, May 7th. Happy Friday. It's a Friday, baby. Yeah, I think that's going to get everybody pumped up. Will Middlebrooks, the World Series champ, drinking a little bit of vino. What's popping, my dude? You know, lots of stuff popping off in the baseball world right now. Yeah. Some sad you know, news. Last it's two like, days, it's been a lot of stuff. So it's like, hey, let's throw some shit on the pod real quick for the boys or girls, whoever's listening. We need more female audience, I think. Do you know the demographic of our like, my fiance <laughs> consists of like our one percent of the female? Population. Yeah, because I don't even think Jenny downloads this. I could say whatever I want on here; she would never know unless you clipped it. I'm which you would do right now. I'm gonna get you in trouble. I stay in trouble, bud. I was kind of sad. Albert Pujols is getting DFA'd. By Dude, it is sad because he's had a Hall of Fame career. If he isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. I will do something ridiculous. I don't know what it is. I'll write out a bu- I'll write out a ballot and I'll eat it. There'll be that one writer that doesn't vote for him, and then everybody goes ballistic. That's like that one guy that didn't vote for Jeter. Just or the guy that's put in the blank ballot. Yeah, just just to get some attention. Yeah, you weren't loved as a child. Yeah, Pretty yeah, um, yeah, dude, it sucks. I mean, I we've talked about this. We we see both sides of it. But I think this is a disconnect uh, between Pujols and management. That's that's my opinion. I don't I don't know. Clearly, I mean he's hitting 198. He's not producing. They're in, they're trying to stay in the race, trying to stay in the mix with Houston, uh, Seattle, and, and then obviously Oakland, who's starting to kind of separate themselves in, in the West. But yeah. so he's not producing. But I think the last straw for Albert, like he's played in 24 of 29 games. So it's not like he hasn't been getting playing time. But I think the last straw, I think there was some disconnect in there between him and, and Madden uh, and higher up GM wise. This is just a guess on my part. Uh, and then the last straw was when they're, the the Rays threw a bullpen game at him on what was that, Wednesday night? Wednesday night. Tuesday. Shohei. It was when Shohei was pitching. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and they DH'd Phil Goslin, and who is like a career 4A player, up and down, great guy, played with them, utility infielder, love him to death. But that's the that's the time where you you don't DH him. He's not a DH. He's a off-the-bench utility player. It just kind of seemed like a slap in the face that Albert wasn't in there that night. With a lefty starting on the with a well, Kittredge started and then Yarbrough came in. Okay, but a lefty through two or three innings. Okay, they yeah. knew he was gonna. They flip flop between Kittredge and the lefty like multiple times throughout the day. No one knew who was gonna start the game, and then Kittredge actually started. He threw the first three. But regardless, yeah. If you're gonna DH someone, DH Shohei. Well, he was pitching, so if he's not DHing, if you want to give Jay up like a day off from the outfield, DH him. You don't DH a, a career 4A utility player over a guy with almost 700 home runs. Mm-hmm. It just seemed weird. It seemed like a slap in the face to me. And I think it was just because there's probably some conversation around there. I don't, I don't, I don't know. This is all a guess. 
it's a guessing game for me, but I feel like there's a lot of disconnect between management and, and Albert. So as of right now, Fabian Ardea, who writes for The Athletic, he covers the Angels. He reported that Perriman Asian, uh, the Angels GM, he said that Albert still intends to play. So the good news, if you're looking for the glasses half full, if you're Albert Pujols, super fan, he still wants to play. The president of the Angels, John Carpino, said Albert Pujols has conveyed to the organization he wants to keep playing. Quote, Albert is passionate about continuing to play, unquote. So maybe we haven't seen the last of Albert. The, 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 what it comes down to is, one, does he have anything left in the tank? And two, does any team, it's not going to cost him very much money. It's probably going to be a league minimum type deal. Yeah. So they would have to take a roster spot. Correct. So that he would have to clear waivers. No one's going to claim him off waivers because no one wants to pick up that contract for what he's giving you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So you clear waivers and then you can work a deal with the angels or I don't know how you get into the small print of contracts for this, but they could, they should be able to sign him for league minimum and the angels still on the hook for his contract, which is guaranteed. Um, yeah, I I mean, where do you where do you want to see him? Where do you think he signed somewhere? Do you think he's done? Like he's he's listed as 40 years old. This has been something throughout the game we've talked about for years. I think he's all of 43 or 44 years old, which is not uncommon for especially when he was 16, 17 years old coming over from the DR. It was not uncommon at the time for guys to lie about their age. Um it's just how it was. So whatever, that is what it is. But He's, he's older. He's going to have to be a DH. So, Yankees? No, they don't need him. They don't we'll, need him. We'll give our logical landing spots later in the episode. Is Let's... there anything logical? I don't think there is a logical. The only logical, I mean, okay, we can wait if you want to wait. Let's wait. Let, let's, let's keep our <laughs> listeners. We know our listeners are going to log off as soon as we give our teams. Let's, let's, let's hold for a second here. Right. We got more stuff to talk about. Well, what what a breaking news! We had no we had a no hitter. We did have John Means, your boy. Game. That's your boy, John Means. I love John Means, dude. Can we take the drop third strike rule and fire it into the sun at this point? Is that the stupidest rule in sports? It's or the what? dumbest rule in sports. You're gonna award a guy for swinging at a pitch catcher couldn't even catch. Yeah. Anyways, John Means was unbelievable. Hey, 26. He faced 27 batters. He threw 26 first pitch strikes. It's incredible. It's the highest percentage for a complete game since 1988. Guys don't pitch like that anymore. And he's 4-0 with a 1.37. So this isn't a fluke. He's just good. We watched him April 2nd against the Red Sox, and I was blaming the Red Sox for sucking. Yeah. But he throws that that fastball changeup combo, man. He's going to pitch it like 93, which now that's lower. I mean, that's around league average or a little below because league average is – Velo fastball velo is closer to 94 now. Um, that changeup they suspend thing, so he's there's a four seam fastball with a little tilt, it's got a little run, but his changeup is a straight change, also four seam. They broke down this spin and it, it it's identical. So, as a hitter, you're guessing you see it, you but normally when I'm looking for a changeup, it's got side spin, so I can dif- differentiate the heater and the changeup if I can pick up the spin. Guys can't do that. Opposing hitters are hitting 125 against John Means's changeup this season. Three, it's like three for 58 or something. Try six for 48 for a okay. 125 batting average. Yeah, off his changeup. That's insane, man. He gets so many swing, swing and misses with it. He's so deceptive. How, how do you like this analogy? So I 
put this out on social media the other day. The drop third strike rule is as if, so with this situation, it's as if you take a test, you have a perfect score, you go to turn in your test, the teacher drops the test on the floor and it drops on a, on a drop of water and one of your answers gets blurred. And so they mark you down for one incorrect answer. So you get almost a perfect score, but not quite. Yeah. I mean, a rule has been less. around forever. That, I mean, that doesn't mean it doesn't suck, but that, um, okay. That, that drop third strike rule and the fumbling in your own end zone are the two worst rules in yeah. sports. When you, when you fumble going into your own end zone and then it turns it over to the other team in football touchback touchback yeah like the, those are the two stupidest rules in sports right now agreed you know what isn't stupid francisco lindor got a knock hey, hey can we right. give, hold on i'm for those listening on our podcast i'm standing up for lindor to giving him a round of applause nice shorts thanks sweat shorts um he also had three walks the team had 11 walks i don't know what the I'm not sure who pitched for the Cardinals, but I don't think he was a pitcher. Um, 11 walks as a team. That team needs some something. That The whole team isn't really swinging the bat well, but Francisco signed that big deal, so he needs to get it going. Must have been that, broke, that new hitting coach that got Donnie Stevenson? Yeah, must have been him. That's all him. Donnie Steve? Yeah. Um, dude, I broke down Lindor's swing, so I did a lot of – I did some side-by-sides with mm-hmm. – uh, you know, the last over the past three years, mechanically, it is identical. Yeah. Every move he makes, his path, his head doesn't move. It's all identical. So that tells me this is timing. This is approach based. This is mentally uh, an issue with him. Um, and if you watch his last few, I watched his last like three or four games, he's just laid on the heater. Big Poppy told me when I got to the big leagues. Number one rule as a big league hitter, never be late on the fastball. Ever. If a guy at those 96, you set your internal clock, internal speed to 97. Always be able to get the head out on it. And then you can react to spin, but you can never sit soft and react to upper 90s. It just doesn't work that way. Were, were you a guest hitter? No. 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 You're I had an approach most of the time. I just sucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hitting's hard, dude. Yeah. Um, uh, something else Big Poppy told me, which – we can talk about this a little bit. This is offense is very down in baseball right now. Yeah. And, and Big Poppy told me towards the end of his career, we're having a drink, cigar, he's hanging out, and he's like, bro, I'm so glad my career is ending right now and not starting. And I'm like, what? Who says that? What do, you, what do you mean? He's like, I would not be as good as I was if I had to face pitchers how they are today. Because pitching is at an all-time peak right now. All right, hitters, the last maybe two or three years ago, there was a peak in power and hitting. Everybody wanted to say, oh, the baseball reduced this and that. No, guys learned how to get on playing with a baseball. You're in the zone longer. You hit the ball in the air. You backspin it, and guys throwing hard, so guys start hitting homers. And at this time, pitchers were still taught to pitch down in the zone. And that is right into the loop of guys trying to lift the ball. Mike Trout. All right, and like spine angle and all that. I'm not going to break it down. It's it's science. Um. But nowadays, pitchers know how to combat that, number one. So they know how to get it to beat the launch angle swing. And then you look at defensive alignment and analytics and metrics, and they know exactly where you hit the ball on certain pitches and certain counts. 2015, 
20% of at-bats, there were some type of defensive shift. This year, 2021, 40%. There's a shift. And 40% of at-bats in all of baseball. Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you talked about defensive alignment because you said pitching is at an all-time high. Yes, but also pitching strategy is at an all-time high because you never see a pitcher third time through the order. Big Poppy, and I'm not trying to discredit anything Poppy did or any of the previous hitters of that generation, guys like yourself. But when you see a pitcher third time through the order, he's tired. Not only is he tired, I mean, he's probably if you face a, a lineup three times through, you're probably rolling. Well, but you're more you're more comfortable though. You but but they're seeing the hitters are too. The hitters have seen your pitches. So but third time through the order, law of I mean, you look at the numbers. There's a reason a Rays never let their pitchers face three times through the order because the numbers say the batting numbers averages indicate. are much higher, sluggings much higher, all that. I mean, I get it. Back to Lindor. Back to Lindor. You know what's interesting about Francisco Lindor is all of his numbers are down, obviously. Like batting average, home run, power number, blah, blah, blah. Exit velocity is all down, stat cast. But his walk percentage is actually up this year. And his in-zone percentage, his in-zone swing percentage is up. Strikeout percentage is down as well. It's down. You're gonna fact check down. me. It, I know it's down because I checked it two days ago. It is ago. down. You're right. So, um, so that's that's why I'm telling you. Yeah, it's not mechanical. <laughs> it's not. I don't. It's. I don't even want to say if it's approach. It's 100 timing. Yeah, he's swinging at a lot of the right pitches. He's just a tick late. Mm-hmm. So when you're late, and you're not bare, like that's gonna affect your quality of contact. That's why the that's why the launch is down. That's why the exit velo is down. All that because he's late. Now, as a hitter, when you're late and you feel it, he knows he's a professional hitter. When you're late on fastballs, all right, especially first, second pitch, you're like, man, I got to speed up, got to get it going, got to get it going. Now here comes a hard slider under his hands. Here comes a changeup. He's ahead of it, so he's just in between right now. He needs to just be dead red heater. He honestly, when I was slump, I would just think, I want to see. I'm looking for a fastball middle. Mm-hmm. It may not be middle, but it might be middle away. It might be middle in, but those are still really good pitches to hit. Outside of that, they're blacked, right? It's on the corners. It's not a good play. I'm not going to put good wood on that anyways. It's a good pitch, a pitcher's pitch. So I'm going to look middle. I'm going to look heater middle, and I'm going to try to pick up spin, but I'm going to make sure my body and my hands is on time for the fastball. And if I need a split, if once I pick up – now, you're thinking fastball, but you're also looking for spin. You have to pick up spin because your body and everything's on time for fastball. And then you go, oh, and then that little bit of pause and you're able to react to off speed. Yeah. Right. So there's just something just a little off. But a lot of this comes with confidence because he knows how to do all this. He's 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 one of the best shortstops in the game. He he knows what to do. He knows all this I'm saying. Like he knows it. Now he just needs to get some confidence. A couple bloops here, get a homer here, get a big knock, help your team win. And he's going to start rolling. He's going to get back on track. Yeah, I don't have any cause for concern with Lindor yet. Let's give it some time here. But I have more. I have more cause for concern for their entire offense. Yeah, and the entire NL East. Yeah, it's supposed to be the most competitive division. Philly, Philly, yeah. Philly Phillies are the only team over five hundred in that division. As of today or yesterday, yeah. right? As of today, as well, they won again. Yeah, Philly won again. Props to them. So. What else we got? You want to talk about? um, Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Tony? We'll talk a lot of Tony. 
Tony LaRusso. Speaking of wine, Jesus. <laughs> okay, I, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. So Tony LaRusso in their game against the Reds. So long story short, this is what happened. It went extra innings. Liam Hendricks, you know the whole extra innings rule. The last hitter goes to second base to start the extra inning. Well, there happened to be a double switch right. in that inning. And so the next inning rollover, it was Liam Hendricks that had to be the runner. But Tony LaRusa admitted that he did not know that there was a rule in place that if it, was a, if it was a pitcher that was forced to go out there to second base to start the extra inning, you can actually replace that pitcher with the hitter prior to that position. Correct. So, you know, if, if the pitcher's in the nine spot, you can replace that runner with the hitter in the eight spot, which would have been Correct. Jose Abreu in this situation. Right, because Hendricks was put into the five hole. Abreu was a four hole hitter. I right. think Hendricks might be faster, but he hasn't. <laughs> That's he, true. He, he's only run, he's only been on the bases once in his career, in his big league career, and he never got to second base. He was on first. They at least so, were Jack Parkman sunglasses on second. I would have yeah, loved yeah, that. was yeah, his yeah. opportunity right there. That's a great buy. Black it up with some real tight pants. He wears tight pants. Are you holding um, that against La Russa? Thing, bro. There are so many managers thanking La Russa <laughs> because they had no clue. I didn't know the rule. I I didn't. Did you know it? I remember them talking about it. But, you know so where the rule is in play. Man. No, I know I do, but I I, re- I remember. It's like when someone's like, "Did you see this movie?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, I saw half of it. Like, I saw some of it. I fell asleep." You didn't know the rule. It's okay. I didn't no. know it either. I have heard the I, rule I said before. It on, I said it on CBS Sports HQ today. I didn't know the rule. But you know what? No one else in that dugout did either. But it's no also one not said, their hey, job. Tony. It's, but it's Tony's job to know. I agreed. I'm, I'm not justifying that he got it wrong, but I, I think there's a lot of people in this league going, that. Thanks, bud. Why is everybody overreacting with Tony LaRusso when the White Sox are 16 and 13? Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're playing good baseball. Too. There was a report that went out that People are questioning so, someone anonymously, of course. They always seem to remain anonymous in these reports. I wonder why. That it's they're questioning LaRusse's decision-making. The White Sox are right Somebody from the, the Royals. Somebody from the, like, the Twins put that out there. 100%. And, and Just to stir shit up. They lost two of their hey, outfielders and Lewis you know what happens? Minutes. You know what happens in four years? Any idea? Uh, he goes to a senior home. He's been there. He turns 80. He's 76, bro. Can you imagine just the 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 bridge in age there? Like the music, the like, does he really is he really on board with analytics and all that? Like, this is crazy to think about him managing this team of there's some veteran guys there, but there's a lot of young kids too. They could be, be like yeah. his grandkids. Yeah. I, I want to be it's a- just yeah. I just want to I be don't a feel like there's the much interaction. He probably doesn't even know half his team's like names. I just want to be on a fly on the wall. Tim Anderson, Tony Larusa, <laughs> and like yeah. Liam Hendricks and Liam Hendricks all in the same room, like just a I collision might. of different personalities. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's a lot. I like I like what's going on in that club. I like the mix of guys they got over there. They had a good squad. So sticking to AL, what did you think of the Astros Yankees? There was a whole oh, lot of hatred bro. going on from fans that, to the Astros. That was but, fun. There was a that's the first time this season I've heard a buzz in a stadium. And there were no Darth Vader Star Wars 
broadcast after the first game, which was bro, that first nuts. game drove me nuts. You can say it. it's okay. You can say it. I didn't. I didn't know. I just there was a full inning and a half between the third and fourth inning where there was no game audio. They were just talking about Star Wars. People waited over a year to watch that game. That was game one. You're so upset. I just thought it was a dumb play by ESPN. I agree. Like, all I wanted to do was hear... (laughs) Like, the the crowd... MF and Altuve and these guys because they earned it. <laughs> and instead, I'm hearing them make dad jokes about Brett Lightsaberhagen and like, what the fuck? No, <laughs> stop. I want to see someone get yelled at and I want to see Oscar the Grouch in a trash can at the Dippin' Dock stand like yelling at Altuve because this is what we look forward to. And now we're listening to Whatever, let's talk about something else. I'm getting hot. Did you see Dusty Baker after Altuve? So Jose Altuve hit the game-winning home run in the eighth inning today of game yeah. three of that series. And it was all while they were yelling cheater, cheater from the crowd. And then early in the, in the game, it's actually Jose Altuve's birthday on Thursday. They were <laughs> saying, F- your birthday, F- your birthday. So That's- Altuve was hearing it. And then Altuve actually was the one that hit the game winner. Yeah, good. But then for right him. after that, interesting enough, Dusty Baker's been kind of going to bat for Altuve and these guys a lot. He gave yeah. Altuve a hug in the dugout, and kind of slapped him on the head, like he was Bro, so proud of him. So booing fuels a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Jose Altuve is not one of them. No, he just doesn't have that personality. He's struggling, man, with with the booing stuff because maybe i mean there's a lot of reports saying that he had nothing to do with the cheating like he was one of the players that said i am not doing this and he's wearing it more than anyone i feel like i'm a sucker for altuve i'll say it right now i understand that what he did and how he handled it was not right i will always be a jose altuve fan i actually think he has a big heart and I, I, i will never forgive him for what he did but god i love the way that guy plays I'm going to go on a limb and say his heart's smaller than most people's. Well. But that's just because he's 5'3". Yeah. (laughs) Nah, short jokes. Nah. You're 6'6", right? Yeah. And I'm not the one making short jokes. Hey, uh, Giancarlo in Fuego, he's, dude, he is. You know what I like about him right now? So he's hitting just under 500 the past 12 games during this history. Six Mm -hmm. homers. But this isn't all just power. I was so impressed. Like this is it's foul pole to foul pole barrels right now. But multiple times with two strikes, he shortened up, and they're overshifting him. So the second baseman is playing up the middle, or even right side, like shortstop side of se- of second base, and the right side's wide open. And two two strikes, there was a pitch middle in, and he was like, "Yeah, fillet," and he just like took his knock. And I was like, whoa, that's not the Mike Stanton, or excuse me, Giancarlo Stanton that that we all know. Yeah. So he's he's super locked. If he's able to say, oh, it's two strikes, I'm just going to shorten up a little bit. But I think that that mentality is helping him because the past couple of years, we've seen him swing through fastballs middle-middle, balls he should hit forever, and he's coming out of his shoes. But I think he's starting to realize that he only needs to swing at about 85%. His average exit velocity 
Max as exit velocity and hard hit percentage is tops in the league. He's in the 100th percentile in all three of those categories. So he has 17 or 18 balls he's hit at an exit velocity over 115 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. The second place is like Vlad and Judge are tied for three of them. (laughs) Jeez. And those are beat like 115 miles an hour off the bat is a joke. He had a couple over at like 120, 121, like line drives, ground balls. Sometimes ground balls too or come off super hot. Um, but yeah, he's he's an alien. My I, I'm I'm glad he's having some success because he's had a couple tough years in New York and been booed off the field a lot. Even in the beginning of this year, he was getting booed off the field. My favorite. So it's good. To, he's getting that whole team locked in right now. Exactly. Because now now Judge Arshella. All these guys get like it's less pressure to carry the team. Yeah. They don't have to go off. Mike's carrying. I keep saying Mike. Stanton is carrying us right now. I don't have to get three hits. I don't have to hit two homers. So now everyone else is playing well as two. Hitting's contagious too. That's another thing. So is energy because I don't want a thousand percent because they were lacking it. Glaber Torres went first to home on a ball of right field it was it was a shift play no it was up the middle up the middle it was up the middle you're right you're right i'm sorry he I'm dove right. he clanked it off his glove yes no one covering third so he took third and then the catcher was trying to hurry up and cover third yep. and no one's at home and geo urshela also turned a ground ball up the middle single he stretched yeah. into a double just he wasn't even hustling out of the box but he recognized immediately and took off for a second. They, so the yankees That's i think they needed, needed i think the yankees needed this series like they yeah. needed an extra like kicking the ass, like we gotta beat these guys. Yeah. And now they're going, Oh, this is what it takes to play good baseball. Yes. So yeah. Here come the Yankees. I told you they were still gonna win the division. I love my Red Sox. But this Yankee team, when they're playing like this, is gonna be really hard to beat. I know you wanted to talk a little bit more about Albert Pools. Let's do that. Let's take a break first. And then after this, we'll give you the most logical landing spots for Albert Pools coming up next. Who do you want to talk about first? Yankees, maybe? No. I mean, Yankees would be fun. White Sox are probably the most logical. You think? Just because of injuries. Tony. Oh, oh, shit. I didn't even put two and two together. I'm bad at math. I'm a GED guy. Tony. Um, Tony. Do you think Tony even remembers who Albert Pujols is? <laughs> He's not senile. How do you know? Hey, have you seen the video? It's like, fuck you, Tony. What's your name? What's your name? Ezekiel, <laughs> don't you bring my mother into this. I built, I built that you fire. See that, you see that fire? There are campfire right there? <laughs> built the fire and <laughs> your mother next to it. <laughs> I love that video. Okay, sorry. I had to rehash that. Anyways, you know where I want to see. I think Pools is done. Physically, I think he's done. That sucks because I really, I really wanted to see him get to. I thought he was going to get to seven hundred. Mm, that's what I was. Hoping. Where's he at right now? Like six sixty-seven. I remember when he had six sixty-six, yes. and I was like, I'm "Not going to talk about this one." Yeah, yeah, sixty-seven. <laughs> yeah, that's a long ways. He would, he would have needed to get to like six eighty-five, six ninety to get to seven hundred next year. Yeah. So. I'm gonna sign a one year, excuse me, one day contract with the St. Louis Cardinals and retire where it started. I think that would be special. I think that would be the perfect send off. I think he, I think he's still got something left in the tank. Why? 
He's got. He has nothing to prove this year to say I have more. Okay, so you you said Cardinals. Sentimental sign for one day, just so he can retire without Joe Madden staring at him. What about a National League team? Keep in mind, National League teams right now, they don't have a DH. So come playoff time, a guy, you know, a Matt Stairs, the old pinch hitters that actually make it, like Pablo Sandoval for Atlanta, making a massive impact. What about a team like San Diego or Milwaukee? AJ Preller is going to sign anybody in anybody. GM for the San Diego Padres. Yeah, but a lot of this is going to have to do with where Albert wants to go. It's it's an hour down the road from Orange County. I get that. Um, Albert Albert wants to play every day. I think that's one of part of the issue. <laughs> so NL that kind of takes NL out of the mix. He don't want to pinch hit. It's hard to pinch hit when you're 23 and healthy. Mm-hmm. He's all like 43, <laughs> and it's hard to get that body going. So pinch hitting is going to be tough for that body. Yeah. And mentally, when you're accustomed to playing every day. Yeah, there was a report out there that said, basically, as you mentioned, him not being in the lineup against Tampa Bay was the breaking point. And so the real question comes now is, is he willing to be delegated to a bench role? I don't know if he is, because there is not a team out there that is going to give him a starting position. Uh, Unless... Not a contender. Unless... He can maybe find a platoon spot, maybe an Oakland A's. They have two platoon spot. They have two left-handed first basemen with Mitch Moreland and Matt Olson. Now Chad Pender can play a little bit of first base when he comes back from injury, and he's a right-handed bat. Yeah, but they need him elsewhere. So I'm just saying, I'm I'm trying to think logically, because I'm with you. I think his the best option or most likely option is probably retirement. I'm trying to right. think. Trying There's to plenty of teams that could use help at DH, but I just don't know if he has any left to help to take a roster spot away from some 25 year old. So by the way, going back to pools, contract, I know people are just shitting on his career when it came to Los Angeles. Did you know his, his per 162. He actually averaged per 162, 31 homers, 108 RBIs. Yeah, he sucks, right? I'm not saying he played up to his contract. He handcuffed them and they couldn't sign the pitching they wanted to sign. That's why people have an issue with it. Right. And these same people are tweeting me saying, oh, now he's gone. We could sign pitchers. Uh, No, you still got to pay him. This ain't the NFL. Yeah. It's guaranteed. And no one's going to claim him off waivers and pick up that contract. <laughs> right. All right, go ahead. We'll see in, in nine more days or 10 days. He's still going to be there. And they're going to have to figure out. He's got 10 days to make a decision. You want to know something interesting about Albert Pujols? Sure. What if I told you that his hard hit percentage has gone up each of the past two seasons? What's his swing and miss? <laughs> well, I, I haven't gotten there yet, but... So what if I told you that his exit velocity has gone up each of the past two seasons? His hard hit percentage has gone up this season. His sweet spot percentage has gone up this season. Weird. He's hitting 198. What's his BABIP? Now his whiff his whiff percentage has gone up as well, to your point. There, there we go. That's the thing. He's getting older and velocity is getting a lot higher. 
So you said Cardinals. That's just pure sentiment. Yeah. We talked about the White Sox reunion with Tony Larusa. Yeah, I mean that would probably make sense logically too, especially with the I mean, injuries they, they've encountered. Exactly. exactly. Um, Cleveland, maybe. They just haven't gotten any production out of their first baseman role really since they had Edwin Arcarcion. They well, really haven't had much. You know, if he if you want Pujols to play first base, he's not going to be an everyday player because he's going to need a rest. If he's going to play six days a week, he's got to be a DH. Okay, let's fast forward two weeks from now. Where is Albert Pujols? On his couch. On his couch. I think he's on a roster. I think he's on a National League team, National League contender. Or Chicago White Sox, because Tony is there. Tony, dude. Nah. To- Tony might not even be there much longer. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Just because he forgot how to get to the ballpark doesn't mean he won't be there. It's just hard to be an 80, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, this was fun. I'm glad we mixed this one in. All right, you got to get to bed. You're tired, I know. I'm exhausted. That line just hit, too. All right. We'll jump on later this week. We'll have another episode for you guys. Until next time, party people. Adios.